knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. You're listening to The Real Down. Sponsored by Catch Photo Release Tournaments. This is your premier tournament source. Here are your hosts, Sam Jones and Dan Barry. All right, everybody. Welcome back to The Reel Down. Tonight, as a co-host, I've got the OG, Brian Schiller, with me. What up? What up, what up? Well, tonight we're going to get right to it. And uh, hopefully everybody out there is doing safe and, uh, you know, being safe, healthy, all that good stuff. And uh, doing whatever you think is right to protect yourself and... You know, hopefully this ends pretty soon. But tonight we're talking about the Kayak Back Kayak. It's tongue twister. Kayak <laughs> Bass Bracket Tour. I'm from the South, man. Don't you know, <laughs> put a lot of words together is tough for me. So, uh, so we got a round table. We've got like a whole loop because I'm fishing at too. So I'm from Alabama. We've got, we'll start over with uh, Mark Coates, and uh, he is in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Welcome to the show, sir. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. And then we've got Jonathan Pippen up in uh, Pepin. Oh, Lord, I did it. I screwed it up right from the start. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said don't say Pippen, then I say Pippen. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> Jonathan Pepin from uh, es- right outside Escanaba, Michigan, which is in the UP. And I want to find out all about that because... That's like some mythical land I'd like to know more about and visit oh, one. Oh, yeah, like, man. Bucket list type stuff. Uh, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for being on the show, sir. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Excited. And then we've got a two-time loser, second time on a show, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Mark Edwards. I meant Shots that. fired, bro. I mean, that he's been on the show twice. I like Mark. He knows that. Uh, Mark Edwards, and he's from a uh, coal country up there in Pipe stem. That's a fun name. Pipe stem, not pipe stream. Pipe stem, West Virginia. So thanks for being on the show again, Mark. 
My pleasure. You yeah, know what's man. gonna happen now, right, Dan? Like you, you two are gonna be in the final matchup of this bracket, and he's just gonna stomp you, dude. Hey, we're in the same region, so <laughs> it's possible. We're in the West, I guess. So, uh, yep. Thanks, guys, for being on the show, and uh, yeah, hopefully everybody is doing good, and and thanks for being here. So we'll get right into it, uh, and we'll start with you, Mark, since you're. We'll do the loop. If you're looking, watching us on YouTube, we'll go around the, the bend. Uh, Mark, tell everybody about yourself, besides being having a one-horned goat. Um, I like to kayak fish. I try to fish every weekend, and uh, I don't know. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Bashful. Right. I just yeah, like to fish. And, I, and this bracket tournament is totally different, and it's pretty pretty – uh, I'm not a fan of the online stuff, but the way this coronavirus is going and stuff, you know, so I jumped on it. And um, if the weather turns out, I can really, really do well if the weather would change for me. But I it's tough. You. Well, he's being bashful, but uh, he's a hammer. He got second at the Logan Martin event and the Bassmaster, the first man ever came down here in Alabama and whooped me. So uh, congratulations to him again. And then next we have Mark. Coates, tell us about yourself, sir, if, if uh, people don't already know. <laughs> uh, well, um, I was, uh, I've lived in Arkansas just about my whole life. Um, I've been kayaking for off and on, I think, about 12 years total, maybe a little bit more, uh, competing in tournaments off and on for about eight years now. Um, man, I just got to say, going into this, uh, into the KBB tank, uh, thing I, I'm sure I was like a lot of other people I didn't really know what to expect at first it was different but I like different I said you know what if it's yeah. different I'm gonna give it a shot because you never know what it's gonna be like and man I've got to say I think this is turning into the hottest thing in kayak fishing right now yeah and and we'll talk about it later there's a, another bracket that came out and it's filled up and it looks like you know there's a lot I mean this bracket luckily there's a lot of people who were you know like me just signed up but I think it kind of got a little bit some notoriety going and some bigger names signed up. Not not that they're better fishermen, just people that are common names in the kayak industry. So, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But I, we want to know about y'all. So next we got Jonathan Pepin from the UP. Tell us about yourself, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I live in Barker River, Michigan. I'm just south of Escanaba. Most people would, you know, understand Escanaba as being we're probably the second largest uh city in the upper peninsula which uh, isn't very big uh compared to everything downstate and whatnot but uh I've been doing the kayak bass fishing tournaments for this will be my fourth year um I've been involved in all kinds of like stock car racing and motocross and things like in years prior and I uh I got injured and got back into a stock car after racing motocross and then I uh, it's just expensive and I hated to do the every weekend thing and I just, uh, I got into the kayak fishing thing and it, it was, it's my competition. I got to have competition, you know, that's what that's right. kind of drives me, you know? So this has been really, it's a great experience for me. I have a lot of fun and especially up in the upper peninsula, people don't realize like we got some really good fishing up here and I've never been a real big bass guy, but, but once I kind of got into the swing of things and I, I really like it and, uh, you know, I, I started from the bottom, and just last year I just got into my first pedal kayak. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's looking up from me right now, and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm glad to be here. 
Cool. And all four of us, we made it past the first round from the round of 64 to the round of 32. Congratulations to everybody that made it. And uh, so everybody in the 32 is fishing this weekend, half on Saturday and half on Sunday. So since we're still with you, Jonathan, how did you do last weekend? Tell us about your day and how that went and the numbers you put up. Well, um, starting out in the morning, I uh, didn't have very big, big uh, thoughts of anything happening. I just, the water was super cold. It was snowing in the morning. <clears throat> the wind was down, so I thought maybe I'd try offshore because I'm basically, I'm fishing with river mouths and stuff right now. Everything up in the UP is about a month behind down state, Wisconsin. So water temperatures are just starting to get wow. up there. And uh, I got out maybe a half mile off the shore and the wind kicked up and I just, I didn't want to mess with it, so I went inshore back up into the river, and uh, it was just a struggle, man. I could not get a bite for, like, the first few hours, <clears throat> and uh, I finally just looked in my box and just, like, I, I had talked to Mark uh, last weekend, and they said, I, I thought to myself, if I was sitting on a bank, and an old guy looked at me with all my gear and said, why are you throwing all that stuff, you know? Throw the, throw the things that work, the old school things, you know, and I seen a Mr. Twister sitting in my tackle box, and I grabbed it, threw it on. I caught my first fish, and uh, so just that, that right there in itself, you know, I got I got the skunk out of the way because I was just like, I can't get into something like this and not catch a fish. So uh, it, it was a little while after that before I started getting into anything else, but it was the biggest thing that was difficult for me was with the water temperatures being so slow. I'm not, I'm not the greatest fisherman at slow, methodical fishing, but that's what I had to do, man. I just... I had to be super slow, dragging tubes on the bottom like it was just a, you know, simple piece of bait for them to pick up. And it, it literally, it wasn't until later on the afternoon where I probably got my first two fish. But uh, the afternoon, the sun came out, it got nice, and I started, you know, getting on more fish, getting on size. I finally put up a 20-inch fish, and I was able to start calling fish, and it was just, the afternoon, it was just on fire. I just, I bet you, I, I want to say I called probably four or five fish. I still couldn't get over that. I think my small fish was 16 and three quarters, which I was really pulling for. But uh, I ended up fourth at the end of the day on Sunday, which uh, which I was pretty darn happy about fishing up in the UP and stuff. And I'm just, uh, as of right now, I'm just really hoping this weather changes because we had snow again today. It was like 34 degrees. And I just need that water to get warmer so I can just expand my... Uh, you know, fishing places to right now, it's, it's pretty minimal, but either way, I, uh, I've got to go up against Eric Siddiqui this weekend, which is one of the top kayak pros out there. And, uh, sounds like he's going to be coming up towards Michigan. And he, I, if I remember right, he said his goal was to get a hundred inches of small mall. So that's what I got up here at small mall. And, uh, I'm going to give him everything I got and hopefully I can, uh, if I can't beat him, I'm going to do everything I can to just, put on a good show and show people from around the United States that the Upper Peninsula's got some great bass fishing too, man. What what do you have last weekend? Uh, as far as inches? Yeah. Uh, let me check, check really quick. I was just looking at this. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, that, I, I know the top, the top on Sunday, they had over 100. So, and Siddiqui was one. Right. Of them, but if, if you got fourth, yeah. then you were right there. First place was 103, and then Siddiqui yeah. was 103 quarters. Um, I was in fourth with 93 inches, and I was only three quarters of an inch out of third. Fifth place yeah. had 90 and a quarter. So, and and at that point, I think 
bringing that over to Saturday too, I tied for the sixth biggest bag between both days, which, you know, up here in the UP, I thought was just awesome. Oh, and, yeah. Killer. Um, last year, I, I actually, I qualified for the national championship for the KBF down in Guntersville this year, fishing solely upper Michigan waters. I think we had, I, I ended up qualifying through the uh, monthly tournament, and I believe I took sixth out of like, it was like almost 70 anglers. So, and in doing that, it's just, I don't know, it's just cool, man, to be able to, to fish up here. And I'm just trying, I'm trying to grow this up here too, because lots of Lots of guys up here are just, they're bass boat fishermen or they're walleye fishermen. And the whole kayak gig just uh, not really, hasn't really done much up here, but it's starting to catch on. And, and I got a group going up here, the Upper Peninsula Kayak Anglers, and we're starting to get some live tournaments and monthly going. And and uh, I think uh, after this year, things are de- definitely going to be picking up and people are going to realize more what the Upper Peninsula's got to, you know, in hand as far as uh, smallmouth bass fishing, you know. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. But I mean, dude, 93 inches, that that could be, that could go 100 inches any day. So, I mean, I I know Sadiq, is a big name and all that, but you're right there. And, you know, you have, I I wouldn't be worried about the name because you can put them up just like he can, I'm sure, being up there. And that, I mean, that's like the great part of being at a place that kind of maybe bass fishing isn't as big because maybe that less pressure makes the fishing better, you know. Around here, every every a hole's got a you know a bass rod, and he's out there trying to catch them here in Alabama. At least up there in the UP, you know, you got a lot of it to yourself. That's awesome. Right, and there's yeah. still so many waters that there's great fishing, bass fishing, and I've never even been there yet. And it's like, so my goal is, I got some bays, you know, across Lake Michigan. You know, I'm fishing waters of Lake Michigan. You know, I'm not like not on inland lakes right now you know i'm getting fish that are coming in off the big lakes and i got some waters that i'm going to try out more this year and if i can hit on some things it's definitely going to kick things up for me very cool mr coates how was your day man uh i told my dad at a 655 to pay attention to the live feed because i was about to put on a clinic oh lord Uh, I drove, uh, I, I drove uh, an hour and a half south from my house and uh, got to a little lake called White Oak. With, I knew it had Florida strain in it, but I didn't have a whole lot of experience on the lake. But uh, I said, you know what? I know there's big bass in here. A couple weeks before, I caught 23 and a quarter, 18 and three quarters and left. and said, you know what? We're going to go give it a shot on week one. So I get down there, and I said, as long as there's not a north wind, I am going to be perfectly fine. I get to the ramp. I get to the water. I, I get out past the main channel, and as soon as I hit that main channel, I realize it's about a 10-mile-per-hour north wind. I said, oh, okay. Man. So I'm going to go to a completely si- different side of the lake that I didn't pre-fish. I get over there, and it's nothing but shallow hydrilla grass flats. So we can work with this. 
Uh, I'm sitting there at like right at the edge, uh, about to be first cast. I'm just watching Bass Bulldog Shad. Awesome. Seven o'clock hits. I sling over there as soon as my as soon as my fluke hits the water, it's engulfed by a twenty plus incher. And uh, I guess on the ride down there, my drag was loose, loosened, and I never checked it. So as soon as I set the hook, all you hear is <laughs> jumped one time, and, and that one was gone. And I probably missed three others before I finally caught my first one. But man, after that, that first one, it was just one after another, all the way till about two o'clock. Uh, I was leading for a while, and then you threw yours up and hit 93. And I told everybody, I said, don't worry, I'm going to pass this guy. I'm going to pass Perry. Um, <laughs> and right at 210. And what? I got a what? What happened? <laughs> oh, he, I, I, it didn't happen. But I, uh, I got a 19 and three quarters at 210. That put me a quarter inch behind you, and I could not get that last inch out of that fish. And, uh, Man, after that, I went the rest of the day without a bite, but, you know, it was it was a grind and heavy winds. Uh, it was just one of those things. I was having to work shad spawns in different areas. I was fishing post-spawn fish, and but I, I had to get in thick for some of them things. That 20-inch I did post, it was so dug up in the grass, I had to go elbow deep just to pull it out. So, I mean, I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you can go, go ahead. Well, what, what I was going to say is that, you know, so we've heard, you know, I had a good day. Uh, Jonathan had a good day. Mr. Coates, I'm saying Mr. Coates because we have two marks. And uh, But the man who's probably the most known out of all of us, Mr. Edwards, you didn't have a great day. But that's why I wanted to have you on, too, because that's how the back bass bracket works. It's not a month-long deal. It's a single day, and you're only competing against one other person. You had, you didn't have a great day, and you still won. And sometimes that, you know, that's the the beauty of the way this bracket works. So tell us. I, I know it wasn't great. And I don't want, you know, I'm not going to dog you out and put you down because you didn't have a great day. But you caught like a PB fish, right? Yeah, I caught two muskies. That, I caught two muskies. That was personal best. They they both were 37 inches probably close to 20 pounds. Um, but see, I work five days a week, and I ain't taking no vacation. That's so, right. Uh, and I'm actually in another tournament at the same time, so this ain't the lake I would have actually picked. You know, I'm actually going to the lake that I want to fish this week. Um, so anyhow, I went to uh, uh, Stonewall Jackson Lake, which is one of our, probably our most popular lake, because, uh, and it's one of our largest lakes, which is only 2,000 acres. But with this coronavirus going on and nobody's working in the state of West Virginia, everybody's fishing. Oh, dude, everybody. That's crazy down here. Getting overfished than normal. So no practice or nothing, and the weather's supposed to rain all day. So after work Friday, I drive three hours after work, sleep in my truck. You know, it's going to rain all night. And then it's supposed to clear up during the tournament Saturday. And then it was, I think it was supposed to be high 54. So, you know, and I had a little intel that the water temps like three weeks ago was like in the 60s, low 60s. So that's, you know, spawn range. So, you know. Yeah, getting close. But but the fish had, uh, the weather for three weeks has been in the 50s since. Everything's been cool. So I knew it was going to be a struggle to find out what stage they were in. So I had like two jerk baits tied on, three cranks, 
I'm thinking they're going to kind of be pre-spawn, still staging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, so I started out with that jerk bait in the first hour in an Alabama rig. I threw an Alabama rig for a while. And uh, anyway, I got a muskie. And I was like, well, you know, an hour of that, no bites, you know, bass. So I said, here's a mega bass jerk bait. You don't want to lose it. And that place is full of muskies. So I said, okay, let's go to one of these pockets and, and fish shallow and see if these things are, you know, I was fishing the main lake because the guy I was fishing against, I talked to him and he said, if you get a limit, you'll beat me. He was actually fishing a chick, which is oh, way really? and I was on, but they were in flood stages. So, you know, the weather was bad. I think I went across the country for, for everybody, but I went up in there and I caught my first large mouth. It was like 12 and a half inches, you know, it was a keeper. So I thought, okay, these fish are shallow, even though the water temp was only 50 degrees and the main lake was still like 54, 55. And there's spotted bass in that lake. So I was thinking I could maybe get a limit of spots, you know, just a 12 inch dink limit, yeah, you know. Fell out limit. Yeah, because it was a struggle. And in the uh, West Virginia tournament I was involved, um, they only had to be eight inches. That's all they had to be. And the boy I fished against there was a bracket tournament too. Oh, okay. Um, it was a struggle, man. I mean, like, he never caught a fish. So you won that one, too. I won that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's like the best worst day ever. <laughs> well, their tournament ended at three. So I turned in all my fish there. And then uh, I only had the one fish for our tournament, you know, the national tournament. So I went above the marina where I put in and... I know where some laydowns was because I was catching fish in laydowns. They were like, I don't know if these fish were actually spawning. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they got so far into the spawn that they just didn't, that maybe they were still spawning, even though the water temps say not, you know? Yeah. I don't, because they were, they were fairly shallow in trees, you know, in brush. So I know where some more laydowns was and I'm heading up through there and there was a rock slide, big old rock slide. So I threw my shaky head over an extra rock slide. Okay, the, it starts swimming out. I set the hook, and I thought it was a big largemouth or something, man. I, I thought, here's a big one. Yeah, it was another muskie. And this is like 4 o'clock. And um, I don't have to above the marina. So um, anyhow, uh, I, I mean, I had to redo my tackle, man. I had to retie my, my pole after I got rid of that muskie and all that and retie another shaky head because it destroyed it put it on went down there to them two trees i wanted to fish and caught a 12 incher like at four or something and you know i had no clue that was going to get me by i really didn't but it, it got me by and then if the weather the weather ain't looking good for me this weekend neither but we do have two fisheries that that i can compete with you know what i'm saying yeah um but i mean I still a, you i mean you, you you worked hard you struggled but you fished till the end of the day. I mean, that shows determination. And you caught that second fish at the end of the day, and that was enough to win. And that's that's the the beauty of a bracket-style tournament. Yeah. And the guy that I got this week, um, he fishes uh, Failsmere, or I think yeah. that's how you say it, down in Florida. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Like, what? it's like called Field 13, like some alien stuff, you know? Like, some, like I, I want to fish there so bad. We had a kayak anglers of Florida on not too long ago and you know everybody's seen hoover and all them out fellas man dude i want to go there so bad 
but I mean, he only put up 81 inches. Well, that's pretty good, but that's not good for there, you know? So yeah. I, I put up over 90 inches on this place. I'm going three times. So, I mean, for West Virginia, that's damn good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I guess that's the question because of a bracket style tournament. What, what do y'all going into this week? Maybe, a uh, Jonathan, maybe it's a little bit different for you because you're going against Siddiqui. But the uh, like, what what what's your mind frame? Like, what numbers do you are you going for, and what like what do you think you need to have to just get in to be competitive? And then what do you what's your goal weight? Just go around the horn here. I I mean I guess if you want to start with me. My goal going into any tournament is to catch five fish minimum. Yeah. Just get a bag and start from there. Like I literally, I start every day before I go down the water, and it's like I just gotta catch five fish because that's you know it's it's hard sometimes. Obviously, you know, like he was just talking, only catching two in one day. But uh, as far as going against Eric, um, I mean, inch wise, my goal I gotta catch at least ninety inches. I mean, fishing against a guy like that who knows water so much better than, than I do. You know, like I said, I, where I fish, it's very limited. I, I traveled downstate and Wisconsin and other than that, I've never done much bass fishing besides that. So he's been to numerous lakes, big lakes, and he wants to put up a hundred inches of smallmouth. And that's doable up here. I've put up over a hundred inches of smallmouth up here. So I know it's possible, but wow. my biggest thing is going to be is what, what can the weather do? Um, it's just, if we were supposed to be in the 50s on Sunday, which uh, would be awesome because I was closing in. When I, when I left the water on Sunday, I had a high of 46 as water temperature. And that was, you know, catching. I think I ended up catching like nine fish. So if we can, can get warmer temps there and then the fish start moving for me, I can travel within 20 miles and I can be at three different, basically, you know, river mouths access points to Lake Michigan that I know that there's big fish, but are they there yet? I don't know. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to be doing some recon here later on in the week. And, uh, I don't know, mainly just going to be checking water camps and, and, and checking which way to wind blowing and what's going to work out best for me. But if, if I got to stick to the waters I was fishing this past weekend, so be it. And, uh, you know, knock on wood, hopefully if I have to head out offshore and try to find some big rock piles and find some big bass, hopefully I can do it. But, uh, it took me all year to catch a fish over 20 inches and the first fish i caught this year was 20 and a quarter inches so it's like i know they're there i just gotta get on them but but yeah that's that's kind of where i'm headed right now man that's my goal is just catch five fish i love to get over 90 inches in one day that'd be huge but uh it just we'll see where the cards fall and uh i'm just i'm just excited to fish like literally just to know that i'm fishing head to head against this guy you yeah. know fish against a seasoned veteran and uh, I, it's just cool and that's what i like about this bracket thing and i got in here late i didn't even know about it until like maybe a week before it started and uh one of the guys that's new to our club up here matt linsman had contacted me and said hey they got an open spot why don't you hop in you know and then i got in and it's like i started looking at the bracket and i'm like oh man i'm like well i only got to worry about this week but if i do good this week I, I got a good chance I could go against Eric Siddiqui. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's what happened. And that's what's, 
what's uh, at stake this weekend, and I'm just I'm gonna give her everything I have and uh, and, and try to put this place right here on the map a little bit more because. You know, I, I love living up here. I'm born and raised up in UP, and uh, you know, it's like a lot of us like to call it. It's it's God's country, and everything north of the bridge is called heaven. <laughs> Very cool. Heck yeah, Mr. Coates, what what's your uh, what what's your strategy here? Well, knowing that I'm going up against Hayden Crossno, uh, there's not a whole lot I can find out on him. But the people that do know him say he is a stick. From what I understand, he lives over in West Texas. When I think of West Texas, I think O.H. Ivy. I suck at Ivy, but I know the monsters that are in Ivy. So I'm thinking I've got to have 93 to be competitive, 98 to squeak out a win on it. Wow. Okay. And I think if I I get 98, um, Jeff Isham, I'm coming for you, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i say you, you know i mean anything 93 to me it's you know i'll i'll go before mr edwards here but i i think it's like 880 you need to just be in the game to even be competitive and then 90 to you know like 90 you, you know do we all want to catch 100 of course we do but i mean you put yourself in a good situation put yourself around big fish if you can come up with 90, you know, who knows if, if you're going to be able to make go from 90 to 100. That's more on the fish, I think, than what it is the angler but because you're in the right area. Do a couple of those bigger bites show up? Do you get one of those, you know, megas that actually really up your, your numbers, you know? So that's my, like, 80 is just to get in it, and then 90 plus is, is what I'm hoping for. But even on Gunnersville, I mean, I'm driving two hours and then – getting there early and pedaling an hour just to get to my spot. But, uh, you know, I, you, you want to catch all you can, but I, I think 90 plus is, is what we're all thinking. How about you, Mr. Edwards? Yeah. 90 is the goal. Well, yeah. then if you get beat at 90 inches, I mean, if you put up 90 or 91 inches and get beat, you don't feel as bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're having 90 plus, you're having a, you know, an yeah. excellent day. So you got beat. Is what happened. That guy just straight out beat you. Um, but yeah, my goal is 90 inches. I mean, now this week was totally different. This past week, I was on the limit. <laughs> just yeah. with that, because it, the one week I said it was 49 degrees, and my buddy was in there three weeks ago and it was 63. So that temperature dropped 14 degrees in three weeks. I, I don't know. I mean, that's just rough on the fish. You know what I'm saying? It was horrible. Um, but this week, I mean, I'm, I'm going for 90. And I hope he has a bad week again. I mean, that's all I can do. And if I put up a hundred, then <laughs> that'd be awesome. But yeah, yeah. And we know because I mean, I'm fishing a mud hole, and like it's still going to be. I think it's going to be 67 here Saturday, and that's going to be really the warmest day that we've had in probably two weeks. So that should be good then. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're going against Jake uh, Suvac. Yeah. another florida guy so yeah it's a uh, two florida guys it's a uh, it's tough you know the the guy i'm fishing against uh tony bryant he's a will d team guy and he lives in virginia and virginia isn't you know it's not texas or florida but i know they you know some there's some big ones in virginia too so yeah we'll see yeah i didn't know you was up against tony yeah but me and tony's been talking oh yeah 
What? So <laughs> g- give me a little intel here. What's going on? Well, he, he only fished three hours the other day on New River. He killed a, he either caught in a turkey or killed a turkey Saturday too that he was fishing. Anyone. <laughs> so that that's who I'm going against. The guy that only had to fish three hours to win. Great. That, 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 that sounds awesome. You, you know what's you know what's funny about that? I was talking to Hayden Crosno. He also said he only fished for three hours because he went turkey hunting as well, and he advanced. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Well, I'm, I'm going to eat a turkey sandwich and fish all day. <laughs> I was going to say you need to go shoot a turkey, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go get a butterball and have one the night before if that's the, you know. I'll shoot a BB gun at it or something try, try to get some luck going. Because I don't turkey hunt. I don't know how everybody does it. I don't have the money. I mean, you know, I, me and my wife, we do well. But, dude, I, you know, fishing is expensive and time and everything. I don't know how everybody gets any more money to have all these extracurriculars outside of fishing. Huh? I, I, if Great. I spent any more money, my wife would shoot me. Um, <laughs> no, Tony was putting up over 85 inches for quite a while. He was confident, and then, but the weather, man. I mean, if the river blows out and stuff, and and that's what happened. The river got really high, and it, it got to almost where he liked it, but not quite. And they just, they he struggled with it. I think they got so high that they didn't they didn't come back to normal where they should be. Yeah, I ain't put I ain't put that together. West Virginia, Virginia, you know, they're I, I think they touch each other, right, somewhere. <laughs> I live in southern West Virginia, and like where I fish at, I'm driving two and a half hours. I mean, I live next to the New River too, but I'm not as big a fan of the river as you know. Like, um, I met Tony through Jody Queen and Brian Aliff. Yeah, um, they live close to me, and then Tony lives on a little farther in Virginia. But um, we've roomed together at tournaments and stuff. I know him really well. We talk weekly. So. You, you got right. a good limit. I mean, he's going to get a good limit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's you know he's a stick. I, I've kind of creeped on him on social media, and he uh yeah he he can catch him. So you got uh, to you got to be yeah. a creep. I mean, it's you know if if you're making it this far, and that's kind of the fun thing. You know, it's like you. I, I know Jonathan, you're fishing against the Deacons, big names, and Mark. You're a big you know, you're a household name with your one one horn goat, but the uh. You know, I mean, it's 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 fun because, you know, there's a lot of people like I had to look up their names. There's people all over the bracket like, who's this dude? Who am I fishing against? Who's, you know, my last I, I fished against somebody who Brad Golden. Nobody's probably ever heard of that name, but that dude is a legit hammer down here. He lives in Chattanooga and I knew week one I was going to have to put up a big number to beat him because he's already gotten third beat me in a tournament and then gotten first and another one on Gunnersville. I knew he was going to hammer him. So it's like, you know, the guy who's, uh, I, I think you said, who, who got first place on, on Sunday? 
Oh, uh, Rolando, Rolando yeah. Nandon yeah. with a three and a half. Yeah, dude's fishing out of a pelican. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, spanking everybody. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's right. people coming out of the woodwork. I like it's not names everybody knows and that's awesome and it's fun and it brings something different and thanks again to greg for putting this whole deal together and mark uh mark coates you 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 made a bracket that people could bet on right yeah speaking of which i think i was the only one that actually picked you so i appreciate that (laughs) all right hey i knew you were all right Greg had uh, uh, the golden going the whole bracket, didn't he? Well, yeah, because he they went did. on KBN and uh, all you know his boys with Ryan because they all fished together in TVKA. So Ryan picked them to win the whole thing. So I knew I listened to that and that lit a fire under me because I'm like, he's going on KBN and they're picking the dude to beat me first round to go the whole way. So I got I, you know that lit a fire under me. I had to go beat somebody. Dan was quite fired up, man. All week, oh, yeah. people were rating him as the other underdog, and he's like, "I'm going to show these guys what's up," you know. And it just fueled his fire. Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't like to be the underdog. <laughs> it's it's fine. It worked out. I've actually got me and Edwards going at it in the final uh, final four. Mm. I, like I like to see that. I like it. I hope so. They're bringing. You better catch a five fish limit. Oh. <laughs> Let the smack talk begin. If they're on the beds, then you're screwed. And that's kind of the thing of this bracket thing, too, is it's, first of all, whoever, I think it's six, you, six uh, brackets you have to win to make it. Uh, you have to win a whole deal. Dude, whoever wins six in a row, I, I think it's six, right? Yeah. That's ridiculous that you can win six different mini tournaments. So you have to be on them, except for Mark. You have to be on them every single time. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. But the, uh, but I mean, again, that's a beauty of the, of a bracket deal. So you have to be, you know, you have to catch them six times in a row. And that's, that's, that's fun. That's exciting. But the, uh, you know, it's, it's tough too. You could slip up one time. And, and you're done. You can't. Mark is the only person that would, could have a bad day. But besides him, you can't have one bad day in a month and a half. Not yeah. one. Yeah. That, and whoever, you deserve that title. And whoever's on him now, like uh, Jonathan, his fish are getting better, maybe, it, since it's warming up. And mine are going from that spawn, post-spawn, like they're right in, they're in all three phases right now where... All of you, well, at least Edwards and Jonathan, uh, like, uh, Coach, yours might be a little pretty close to where I'm at, right? Like all three phases or right there. Oh, yeah. Like, you might find a few bedded fish, but for the most part, it's post-spawn or, like, dunda. Dunda, yeah. So, Edwards and Jonathan, I mean, y'all, you know, your fish are going to be getting better and mine are getting worse. So, I might ha- I might be able to make it to that eight on the pattern i'm on now but after that it, it y'all's turns on so that's like that's another fun thing of the bracket is the length of time another you know a whole nother deal i might have to change lakes from going from gunnersville to somewhere else because it's a better post-bond early summer kind of ledge deal you know 
Yeah, I mean that's yeah, um, I got one lake. I'm on one lake, all in. They, I just don't have a lot of choices. I mean, if I was, if this was the only tournament I was fishing, I would go to Smith Mountain Lake. I would go to Smith Mountain. I love Smith Mountain, but it's a two-hour drive, you know, on in Virginia. But it's it's more like what y'all were saying. It's it's still more spawn, but there's some post spawns and pre spawns. And then I got a lot of friends. Casey Reed's down there, and a shad spawns on, and he's like wanting me to come down there and fish shad spawn. And it's you can you could get a really good bag down there right now, the shad yeah. spawn. And then Jonathan, with you, you're you're lucky because I, I know in Michigan people can't vote uh, can't fish on a motorboat, right? Yeah, right now it's actually uh, our governor deemed it illegal to fish out of a motorboat. Um, it's been kind of it's it's a little different now. Uh, counties, especially up in the UP, are kind of uh, establishing their own kind of rules, and they are starting to allow more stuff. But like like literally right now though, guys in boats they're not fishing for bass. They're yeah. fishing for walleye. They're walleye. fishing for brown trout. They're, you know, trout season starts here this coming week. You know, so. It, as far as like bass fishing pressure, it like it's it's not a priority. Existing. Yeah. I mean, we, Must there's nice. <laughs> there's I mean we had big bodies of water, Little Baby Knock. I live on Little Baby Knock, and uh, it's just what was it? Maybe like two weeks ago, there was still ice, you know, on yeah. Lake Michigan, Little Baby Knock. Yeah. So I mean, like I said. Out in the big water, you know, the water temperatures, it's just not there. But, like, a lot of times when I do, like, just online tournaments and stuff like KDF-wise and things, you know, even, like, our local stuff, I don't even start it till May. Because normally, uh, obviously, this spring, things kind of weather-wise kicked up sooner. Or normally, in April, there isn't enough places for people to go fish out of a kayak, you know, unless you're going out in the bay. And, you know, a lot of people just aren't well-versed out in the deeper water, me being one of them, which is, you know, something I need to work on. But, uh, but yeah, it's like usually like May, May is, is the time for us up here. And it's like, if everything works out and I can catch the fish, you know, that presents itself right now. I mean, I, I haven't caught a fish underneath, you know, 16 inches right now, but there's a lot of those 16, 17s out there. And I know different times in the past, you know, monthly I'm also catching 18s and 18s and 18s and 19s. And it's like, come on, where's that 20 inches? And, you know, yeah. it's like, but what's cool about this tournament is it with it being one day, I mean, it, you know, like all you guys said, it, depending on the water you're in, it's, you might only get one 20 inch in one day. You know, you, you know, you might just get stuck with a whole bunch of 16s and 17s. And, you know, I've been there too, but it's like sometimes, yeah, you just gotta get lucky, but that's what I love about fishing, right? Any given yeah. day. You can go to the same body of water I do, throw the same thing. Man, last week I was fishing alongside literally he caught six fish in front of me, throwing the same exact bait as me. I couldn't catch a fish. You know, I mean yeah. we're we're literally, I don't know, two hundred feet apart. And it's just, you know, I don't know. It, it's cool. This one day thing and getting a chance to, you know, smaller guys like me. Just really starting to get into this stuff and grind it out, being able to fish against top guys, you know, and it's it's cool. I like it, and it's uh, I, I'm already signed up for the May one too. I don't I don't know how this is gonna play out, but regardless, I'm coming right back in May with whatever I can do too. So it's, it'll be cool. Yeah. And and I I think that's part of it too, where 
maybe not a strategy, but now that everybody has made it from the 64 to 32, it's like, well, I put in $25, I'll give it a shot. So the people that went out the first round, it's like maybe they didn't take it as seriously. Or or maybe they didn't, just didn't have a bad day. That you know, obviously that happens too. It's fishing, but now that we're in 32, it's like mm, things are you know things have cranked up a notch. So now you're kind of taking it a little bit more serious. I imagine like what <laughs> we're going to be willing to do once it makes it past this round, and you're in the 16. You know, you make it past the next round to eight, and you're in the money. So I think the next round, even though the competition's great now. And it's turned up a notch this week. I think next week from 16 to 8, that's when it's really going to be the, the numbers, the average. I would think the average is going to go up. The average last week was ridiculous. But I think next week from 16 to 8 is when it's really going to be the numbers are going to increase. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> What's that? I actually think. I, I actually think the numbers. Uh, I actually I wouldn't be surprised the the fewer people we get for the averages to go down. I think the farther we get into the tournament, like uh, the 16 and 8 round, I think you're going to see more people actually pull it off with an 80 80 inch range uh, back. You think so? Yeah, because I mean you got to think about it. A lot of these guys, you don't want to leave a spot that you just got 90 inches out of. You want to yeah. go back to that spot the next weekend. So you hammer the same fish two two weeks in a row. And like you said, we're already done with the spawn. So by the time that third week hits, then fish are going to move. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that's the thing too. If you catch them the week, you, you know, you slay them the week before and then you think, well, I don't really have to practice. I don't want to sore lip them for this week. I know they were at there in that area. You go to that same spot. People are dependent on that. They show up and then, you know, nothing. So yeah, I mean that. Hey, that that's that's something else too. That's one of the God. I love strategy. I love the puzzle of going out there and trying to figure it out every day. I love that this has a little bit of a strategy difference than uh, your regular, you know, regular tournament. Yeah, it's going to be different. Well, some of these guys are probably going to fish the same water, and you you're you're not going to be able to fish the same water six days in a row. If you know, if you made it all the way to championship. You're definitely gonna to have to change it up. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. That's what he's and, saying. And, I agree and just the the dates, the just the length of the tournament. You know, spawn, post spawn, early summer. How it's going to change so much that yeah, I mean, you, you're going to be on totally different things throughout the whole tournament. So somebody that does good in the beginning might suck it up in the end. You know, they might be a shallow water guy and they start to push out deep, and then you know, and then you're done. So. We'll this is why I'm thankful I'm only three hours from Lake Fork. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And like we're we're fishing our tournament too. And it's uh, you know, we have a paddling fin deal. And it's kind of the same thing where how serious is somebody going to get? Like if and ours they get it's double elimination, so you might lose the first time, that's not that big of a deal. Second time, that's like well, I'm not losing a damn second time, so I'm, I'll drive to wherever I have to to go catch some big fish. Y'all are going down. Yeah. 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 All yeah, right. I, I know I fish with. He's already talking about going going down below the bridge this weekend, and it's like, well, man, I don't know. I wouldn't be going to fishing waters. I don't know about right now, but hey, yeah. if you want to go for gold, 
<clears throat> give you all the props in the world, man. I, I haven't been on Stonewall in the spring in uh, four or five years when I drove up there the other day. I mean, it was just a – it's got a lot of fish in it. And actually, I don't know if y'all know Tim Isaacs, but um, he put up 90 inches. He put up 89 and a half or something. And them conditions was unbelievable. I mean, you know, there's fish in that lake, and he caught them in under, under them conditions. And, and and the way he caught them, them fish must have been spawning, man. He was throwing up in bushes and just leaving it set, he said. Just leaving it set there. It's huh. weird. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com I yeah, can't that do that. That's, that's taking that bush. That's weird. Yeah. I, I, throw a shake, I throw a shaky head and cut all my fish on the shaky head and I bounce it around and go to the next tree or something. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm a little more power than I am, you know, weight kind of guy. But that, that, that's how I caught some mine at the end of the day. You know, a bridge on Gunnersville. They didn't upgrade me, but I was just having a dead stick of shaky head under a bridge and just to let it sit and wait for him to drag, you know, run off with it. But it is what it is. We'll see. Does anybody have anything else they want to add before we start to wrap this up? But I just want to say, uh, you know, good good luck to all you guys uh, going into round two. And, uh, you know, I look, I look forward to uh, to chasing you guys down. Hopefully uh, hopefully, I'm not a quarter inch behind Perry this time, but only time will tell. <laughs> hey, man, I put those numbers up early. I didn't sandbag. I wanted everybody to be like, I wanted to put it up real quick, as fast as I could, just to get in everybody's head. Cause, I know, chased and- you for six hours. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I loaded them monkey just for meanness. I've, uh, I don't know how it looked on 30X, but a 37-inch fish come across through air. I had a repel a measuring board, and I, I took it and measured it, because I'm in a multi-species tournament, too. So, I actually, no, Greg, that- Greg, Greg said on the, when he denied it, nice fish, but that don't count. <laughs> I, I, I had a heart attack. I had four fish, 96 and a half inches, if you count the two muskies. (laughs) (laughs) They they actually uh, messaged me because I had caught, like I was on fish a lot, and then it's kind of, I was catching them back to back, and then I kind of moved a little bit more, and I got into an area with some bigger fish, and I caught them back to back. I think I caught three in a row. And then two other ones within a half an hour, and that's all of them that I measured. They actually messaged me and said, uh, what's, you know, is everything, you know, they just wanted to check, and it was it just a hot spot? Was something wrong with the app? Because I caught them back to back to back. So it's cool. We talked about it, and I just explained what was going on and showed them a picture, and, yeah, it was cool, though. All right, Jonathan, do you have anybody you want anybody you want to thank? How can people find you out online? Okay, do you have any social media, sir? Yeah, I mean, I just got my main Facebook page. Um, but otherwise, I mean, you can follow our group page, the Upper Peninsula Kayak Anglers. I share a lot of my own personal stuff on there. Like I said, that's a group we got going up north here. We got some live tournaments. We got monthly long tournaments. 
Um, you can go on Instagram and search pumpfish906. I share a lot of stuff, you know, not just my kayak bass fishing and stuff, but also, you know, uh, deer, deer hunting, pheasant hunting, different things, you know, that I like doing up here in the UP and stuff, messing around with my, around with my dog and stuff like that. But uh, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Six Kill Fishing Products, uh, strictly using their rods and reels, a lot of their baits, and it's uh, a great products. And, uh, you know, I've been fishing with these guys for quite a while, especially, you know, since I've been in the kayak. And, uh, yeah, I just I thank you guys for letting me come on and talk about stuff, and I wish everybody good luck. And uh, I got I got one thing to add to this whole tournament thing. If I can make it past Mr. Eric Siddiqui and I can make it to the four, to the last round of the final four, I will fish out of my 10-foot kayak that I bought from Menards that I first started fishing in. 160 bucks. I will fish out of that final four if I make it that far. And I will guarantee <laughs> like that. If I make it to the final four, man, I'll get in that SOB. Now give it my all. Nice. That's awesome, man. Thanks for being on the show and up there in the UP, living a dream. I'm, I'm gonna have to message you and find out some more information because I like, I'm, I'm for real. That's like bucket list. Like I've always wanted to go up there. All right, Mr. Coates, any shout outs and how can people find, yeah, look you up? So uh, you can look up uh, Mark Coates Fishing. Uh, that's my uh, my fishing page. I do a whole lot of giveaways there every week. I'm actually doing one right now anybody that can guess the total inches of what i bring in on saturday gets a bait pack of whatever i use whether i catch a fish on it or not um a big shout out to uh to windows usa new canoe uh, last cast customs uh zr custom tackle and whack them and stack them baits and then of course all my family they're my biggest supporters you can watch the broadcast on saturday you're going to see 500 different posts from people with the last name coats and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, man, I, I just live for this uh, this type of uh, of competitiveness. And at the same time, big shout out to Hayden Crosno, even though I'm coming to get you. Very cool. And and thank you, uh, Mark. Uh, Greg put up today that Windows USA is sponsoring a big bass, whoever catches the biggest bass, and they do a, what, a video of it. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, so Windows uh, USA is throwing up $200 to the uh, – the person that what to the person that gets the best uh, or biggest bass videoed release. So what you have to do, um, you have to of course take your picture of the measurement, send that into Greg, as well as a video of uh, of you releasing that bass back into the water and it swimming away. That way, during the broadcast, they've got they've actually got a feed to show like kind of like I did Todd Patrick's big five pounder he caught on Sunday. Just send that video and. Uh, and the measurement picture through Facebook Messenger, and not only will you win 200 bucks if you've got the biggest one, but also whether you got the biggest or the smallest, it's going to be shown on live broadcast. So you know exposure if nothing else. Very cool. Yeah, thank you to Windows USA. That's that's nice of them jump in, and we appreciate y'all. Uh, you know, and all these brands and companies that you're hearing, try to support the companies that support us and support kayak fishing. Uh, you know, like. That there's a lot of companies that do and a lot of companies that don't so it's if you can pick a product that's supporting our industry and helping us grow and helping out the anglers please do that so mr mark edwards how about you buddy i know fishing online's your your people yeah fishing online john and Bree, man they're they're great they i mean anything over 50 dollars, it's free shipping and i can i can actually get it. they're near pittsburgh and i can get it in two days on ground regular shipping nice. so that that's great and um, then I got I'm on native watercraft now. I'm on I signed with native, so I'm actually yeah, dude. 
I got me a Max Slayer. I just got to pick it up. With this coronavirus, I mean, I was going to go pick it up. but Yeah. Like, I, I, I actually, me and my wife, we were going to go to the plant and go pick up a Slayer XC. I want a riverboat. And, uh, and yeah, this kind of put a damper on that. Yeah. But eventually. I'm when I just got to, because um, they're actually still working. So, actually, Native is really doing good right now. They, the last time I talked to them was a couple weeks ago, and they're still selling boats good. So, they're working everybody. So that that's great, considering what's going on. Hopefully everybody, hopefully this coronavirus gets passes by soon. Yeah. And um, I I know my local shop's still selling kayaks. I mean they're they're doing it, you know, one person at a time, things like that. So right now, you know, more than ever, support your local companies if you can, your local kayak shops, and uh, you know, like like I just said, with fishing online, that's another one. Anybody ever heard of Tackle Warehouse supporting a kayak angler? No, no. I, I haven't either. I'm not putting them <laughs> down. I, I love their stuff, but hey, Fishing Online, Fish USA, there's some companies doing it. So, you know, I'm just saying there's differences there. And uh, thank you to my co-host, Brian, for being on the I show. Didn't, I didn't say much, man. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking. I'm all jacked up about this. It's all good, man. Yeah. It's all good. I'm just sitting back, man, enjoying it, dude. It's, uh, it's a cool event. I know you and I had a conversation about it, man. It's different. It's bringing something... Uh, to the community when we're in such messed up times right and uh i think it's cool man it's it's been entertaining to watch and uh i hope to see you advance and everybody else in here man yeah we'll see i'm, ro- I'm rooting for the up man that's the closest to home yeah bro. i mean <laughs> you know sadiki's on the native team too so i i can't be against him but good luck to you too man i i hope y'all do y'all both do well and somebody wins by quarter ounce and y'all both have a great day what happened? Right. What's what's the deal with a tie? Say somebody tied. Oh, I, I there's, a, second. there's a sudden death. So okay. in in the in the sudden death, if two people both skunk out, um, the tie, of course, if you catch fish, you know, would go to the biggest fish. But if you both skunk, uh, me and Greg were talking about that. He said there would be a sudden death. You would have to pick a day during the week, uh, sometime between Monday and Wednesday, where you could both fish. And it hasn't happened yet, so we're, we were tossing back the idea of either the first person to throw up a fish takes it, or the biggest fish in that amount of time. Yeah, cool. I just I just crossed my mind and I wondered. I'm not skunking this week. Yeah, <laughs> well, because you were, it was you were almost in that situation. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, in our other bracket, they actually some guys skunked and they just flipped a coin. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, they, that's that's how they do it in West Virginia, man. <laughs> I, do, I do have just one more quick thing. Yeah, Pippin, what's up, Pippin, I will take on your challenge if for some reason Lady Luck is on our side and me and you meet up in the championship. I'll go against you in your 10-foot, $150 kayak and my first-ever kayak I got when I was 14, my Ascend sit-in, and I will take you on in that boat. Well... I, as long as I get fourth, I hope y'all both make it to the championship and beat me. I I, I take fourth just to watch that man do it live. That that'd be a hoot. That'd be a, hey Daniel, I didn't have. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, man. I I hope it comes down to me and you. That'd be fun. We'll we'll, we'll have to fish for the goat. I I got a little I got a little yard. It'd look good with a one horn goat back there. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll we'll, we'll get we'll do pink slips. I'll your goat and my dog. 
well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Sunday, we're having our paddle and fin uh, bracket. We're having our own bracket deal. Uh, this week's going to be me and Sam Jones. Unfortunately, he's a hammer. I'm probably going to get beat oh, twice. Oh, stop. I'll, I'll do the best I can. Hey, I'm fishing Logan Martin. I, oh. I, I haven't fished there since the event, but I, yeah, the, the Bassmaster where I sucked it up, but the wind's going to be so bad, like I can't go to lake, so I'm kind of stuck. But uh, who, who else is fishing, Brian? Is uh, Jason uh, J, JP and Noob 2.0. So Sean Lavery, and he's there on the Susquehanna. So yeah, yeah, we'll say it'd be a good day. So from uh, eight central, seven central. 7 to 11 Central, 8 to 12 Eastern. Check us out online. It'll be a live feed. Uh, two brackets going against each other. We did it last week, and we're doing it this week. Should be fun. So, yeah, yeah check it out. Check us out online. Uh, hopefully, you sign up. Lot three plus thousand dollars in prizes, and it's it's a good time. And and be listening. We might have something else coming out before too long. So, yep, keep watching. So, uh, yep, wear your PFDs and and be safe out there. Yeah, buddy. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also, check out YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at Paddle and Fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catch board. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the recycled plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.